0: Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by Rumors, Innuendos, and Returns. Raymond, this has been quite the week for Bay Area sports um, hypothesizing, shall we say. Is that maybe the right way?
1: Yes, this is a bit
0: of a crystal ball. (laughs) I would say it's a very nebulous crystal ball. It's very dark inside. Very hard to... It's not our crystal ball. Absolutely not. All right. We are going to first talk about the return of our boy, Steph Curry! And then, you know, that never gets old for me. I don't know why. And then uh, these persistent Tom Brady rumors that I feel have effectively been deaded but the internet will not let it die are we just that desperate for content ray not us but is the world that desperate for content is that what's happening
1: i think i think the
0: patriots are desperate for content yeah i don't know well, even certain some niner people look like they're desperate for content either way we're gonna weigh in with our own content <laughs> here we go the greatest fan in the game is here your professor founds him he's in the building too. classes in session let's go San Francisco, are you ready? ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the bay. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III, and with me is my brother, my co host,
1: Raymond the I, baby.
0: Boom. Raymond, so. We got a, we had a nice little break on Monday, but the 49ers and the Warriors and Bay Sports in general, it's like the mafia, just when we think we're done, they pull us right back in. And lo and behold, here we are, we are back again, we, we, we had a nice little vacation from our our uh, thank you to the uh, Arizona Office of Tourism for sponsoring every Monday episode, and with our first non-sponsored episode by them, we took a little break, and now we're back. But we got pulled right back in. First, let's start with my favorite news: the return of Steph Curry. Steph Curry is back. <laughs> yeah, this time it's real. <clears throat> this time it's real. I, I, uh, I aggressively. Predicted he would be back next Sunday. When the, last Sunday, when the rumor first dropped, you said you believed he wouldn't be back. I believed you, but didn't want to believe you. I believed that simply by saying it on the Goldcast, I would be right. And in turn, I realized that by saying it on the Goldcast, what I did actually was reverse jinx it. And I actually, and I actually, I, I alone, me personally, Rudy Solis III, prevented him from not being back. That was all my fault. I take full responsibility. This uh, the gold cast is a is a powerful weapon that I shouldn't just wield so freely. I reverse jinxed his return, and now he is coming back today on Thursday. And Raymond, he is going against the team that defeated them in the NBA Finals, the Toronto Raptors, a team that you've so famously said was not the better team, just the healthier team. Remember you said that at the end of last year, you summed it up best. The Raptors were not the better team. They were just the healthier team. And guess what, Raymond? That is true even today. They're still not the better team. <laughs> this, is,
1: this, is, this is so true.
0: <laughs> They're just the healthier team. <laughs> they really are the healthier team. Warriors standing at the They team. It's been the, the case worst for every team.
1: team we've played all year long.
0: <laughs> it started with the Raptors and went all the way through uh, the Warriors are 14 and 48 Oof. 48 they are the worst team in the Western Conference the Raptors are almost the exact inverse at 43 wins 18 losses they are second in the East and uh, carving out a nice little space for themselves as we head in quickly head into the NBA Finals and now Steph Curry will make his return he, he had an incredible an incredible and hilarious uh, little video that he posted on Twitter. If you haven't seen it, if you go to my uh, my Twitter page, you should be able to see it. It's very very funny. And basically, what it is, it's it is the he is he. It's his face over the scene in in, in Independence Day. What's that actor's name when he's going up to blow himself Randy up? Randy Quaid. Yeah, Randy Quaid. Yes, Quaid it's Brothers. Randy. Yeah, Randy Quaid. And if you're not following me, you should. You should go into my my handle. It's I am Rudy Third. I changed it. I changed it all. Now I'm I am Rudy Third. I just never was not a big fan of it being so damn long. You all know my name. I am Rudy Third. I wanted I am Rudy Three, but I am Rudy Three is completely taken, which drives me nuts. Really? But yeah. How is I am Rudy Three taken? Apparently, it is. Anyways, um, so I am Rudy Three is taken, but I am Rudy Third on both Instagram and Twitter. I am Rudy Third, but you go on there. I retweeted it. It was hilarious. The scene where Randy Quaid is in the ship in Independence Day goes up, blows up the UFO. Very funny, and it had Steph Curry's face superimposed over it. It was absolutely hilarious.
1: I'm sure someone from Curry Media helped him do
0: that. I'm sure. Now, Raymond. Here's the question. It isn't It isn't really about Steph Curry's return. It's more about should he return? Should he return? I mean, we don't have that many games left. The season's almost over. What, 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 is there anything to gain? Is there anything to gain from where they currently are? We've got basically 20 games left. Is there? Is there... Let me put it this way. Is there anything to gain or is there anything to lose?
1: It depends who you're talking to. I think if you're the Warriors, you and, you know, Steve Kerr already alluded to this last week when we were discussing this. And that's basically that, you know, you know, he wanted to pump the brakes because the information got out or was put out or was simply, you know, conjecture and, you know, turned into something more than, than it truly was. And that, hey, I'm going to pump the brakes on this because, you know, Curry's not coming back. He's going to get a few more scrimmages and practice, full practice with the guys. And then we'll talk about bringing him back. But then, Kerr also played, you know, the other side of the coin, which is that, you know, this is also an entertainment. This is entertainment first, you know, sport second. And part of the responsibility of that team, including the coaches and the GM, is ensuring that you know, the stars are on showcase for the fans that are paying to sit down and watch the show. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even though they're not playing for anything and by putting them out there, you take a risk. You take a risk no matter what. Whether you're playing for a championship or not, you take a risk. And I get it. It's like, it. well, if he comes back and gets injured, then, you know, you're going to, depending on the injury, could potentially delay, you know, momentum and and success in in the following season when clay comes back and draymond's going to be healthier and looney will be healthier and the second unit will be polished but you know you you take the same exact calculated probability of risk starting game one next year you know he got injured in the third game of this season so to me it's you know it's depending on who you ask. I think if you ask the Warriors, they'd rather be cautious and shut them down the same way they shut down Clay. But I think if you're asking, you know, ownership, ownership, shareholders, shareholders, they're saying, no, Curry's back, you know, and ticket sales have been down and perhaps prices have been marginally cheaper and we have a brand new stadium, you know, put Curry out there. If he's ready to go and he wants to go, which by the way is, is true, Curry wants to play regardless of what they're, you know the fact that they're playing for nothing, because Curry's just a gamer, and that's you know a true sports. He's you know he Curry's a true sports fanatic, and I would say that about any of the top stars in today's game, whether it was you know Harden or LeBron or Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard. You know all of those guys would want to play if they were in the same scenario, meaning like you know being the worst team record-wise in the NBA they would all want to play if they were coming off of a long term injury just because it it's it's there is a psychological from Curry's perspective, which we haven't talked about, there is a psychological aspect to him getting back on the court versus him being in practice scrimmages or waiting until all the way until next season. And so I think it's important for Curry from his perspective to be on the court and really kind of get himself back into a rhythm so that he has some momentum going into the off season, And so, you know, there's there's arguments you can make. The only people I think that—I think there's fans that, that, you know, are worrisome, are wary of it. And I'm kind of in between. But I think there's fans that are wary about it, and that's justified. I think coaches and Kerr would prefer he not play. But I think for ownership and Curry are all about him playing— because from ownership's perspective, it's about tickets, and from Stur- Curry's perspective, it's about getting back into rhythm.
0: Even though it's only twenty games, and then he's going to be off for another several months. Right, but Again. I mean, he yeah. he's
1: he's. I think he took a break this past season. I can't remember, but he's most. I would would not be surprised if he played a lot of players, big big players, stars, and 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 you know, average players do play a lot in the off season and Curry has done that, you know, quite a few seasons. So I would not be surprised if he gets involved in off season activity, because again, now he's compensating for the fact that he missed out on like 54 games. So now he's going to be like, all right, well, I got 20 games of real season action. Now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep the momentum going with some off
0: season play. Yeah. I see what you're saying. And yeah, these guys, generally start playing you know after once they're done with their family vacations they kind of get right back at it yeah for sure i mean he's going to do that because he's a family dude and you know he's
1: one of the most loved players in the entire association more people you know there's more people i think curry is more loved than lebron is even though lebron is a quote unquote bigger star you know based on him being involved in the lead longer he's you know he's accomplished almost the same accolades as Curry, although it's taken him a lot longer to get three rings than it took Curry to get three rings. But, um, but yeah, I think Curry's much more well-loved than LeBron. I think cause, just because Curry's a lot more selfless than LeBron is, you know, Curry's not, Curry's not a guy that where you can tell the solar system kind of revolves around him and that's kind of how he likes it. Whereas LeBron, even though LeBron, you know, is, is a nice person overall in general, but you can tell that there is an aspect to LeBron's persona, and perhaps this is because he's a single child and was raised in a, had a very much different upbringing than Curry, that he very much kind of operates in a, you know, I'm the center of the universe kind of world. You know, and Curry has siblings and grew up with a balanced, you know, had a balanced upbringing. He's NBA, he's NBA royalty, you know, it's, it's, a, different, it's a different lifestyle. But anyways, that's, that's out of the weeds. You know, we, that's a, you know, <laughs> I guess because we're talking about curry, it still applies to us. There's no separate cast that you go to
0: for <laughs>
1: more in-depth curry talk.
0: You got to go to the Gold Cast uh, next week. But, <laughs> but if you want to hear more about uh, LeBron and his explo- exploits, you best go to the uh, Wine and Gold Cast which is uh, we have a lot of issue with that and we've been in, uh, uh, tangled up in the courts for, for years with the wine and gold cast about uh, their name. and it's, uh, it's a bitter battle that we'll be uh, probably probably spending several more years with. But if you want to hear more about uh, LeBron and his single child up mentality, single child focus, you got to go over there. All right, Raymond, uh, I for one, I think I'm obviously of that he should not play. Let's just get out of the regular season, take the break, take the year off, shut it down, and just come back next year. That is my belief. I maybe am in the minority. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't really checked. But I'm of the belief that he should he should just wait it out. Go, Yeah, you want to go play around in the summer. You want to go fly around like everyone does to to, the, to UCLA. And then you want to go from there over to New York. And then you want to go from there over to – wherever these guys go, uh, you know, Vegas, wherever the hell these guys want to go. I mean, they play all over, literally all over the country. Uh, You know, you want to go with Clay to China, who knows? Whatever you want to do is fine. But I am of the belief that you just shut this year down. Let it go. You know what I feel like right now? I feel like uh, Dr. Jones, as he was holding Indiana over the cliff, and Indiana keeps turning, and he's trying to get the cup of the covenant And he's just reaching, he's reaching, and Dr. Jones goes, let it go, Wendy. Let it go. That's what I feel like, I'm like, Steph, let it go. Let it go, Steph. But having said that, we got a fantastic little clip that he put up there of his face over that Independence Day clip, and I mean, that might be, for me, that might be worth it, that alone. It's worth the price of admission, for sure. (laughs) It's worth the price of admission. All right, let's move on. yeah, that's uh, Raymond says Steph Curry should, uh, you know, should play or it's fine if he plays. Not that big of a deal. I say, it is a big deal. He shouldn't play. What say you, gold cast Nation? You let us know at YouTube.com/slash The Goldcast. I'm, right. I'm willing to
1: bet that Curry thinks that he needs to play. It's not that it's not even a question in Curry's mind.
0: Curry's like, no, oh. I need to play. 100%. Yeah. But who's going to know better? Better. Who's going to know best what Steph Curry needs? Himself or me? I'm going to say me. That's <laughs> just where I'm at. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. 49ers. Oh, man, a lot to unpack here. All right, uh, let's start with the easy good news. Kyle Juszczyk, uh, his option has been picked up for 20, has been exercised for 2020. He will, of course, be back. The One of the linchpins, one of the secret weapons, one of the moves that Kyle Shanahan made in his first year that was very head-scratching for a lot of people. They're like, huh? We're going to make him the highest-paid fullback? Huh? And obviously now, three years later, looks like a stroke of genius and just shows you the depth of how far Kyle Shannon goes when putting together these teams. His 2020 option has been exercised. Raymond, this is great news. I am sure we agree.
1: Yes, when you have the best fullback in the league and the best blocker, the best, you know, I know he's not heavily involved in the passing game, but every time he touches the ball in that respect, he tends to do something great with it. Um, even, even though several times he's come up short of the goal line, like getting stopped on the three, like he got stopped, like on the three, like three times, I think in one game alone. But, um, when you, when you do that, when, when you bring over a guy, pay him a lot, get criticized for it. And then he goes to three straight pro bowls. Then yeah, everybody shuts up and everyone nods their head without saying anything that yes, this, this exercise option for 2020 is we are all in agreement. We all approve, you know, next year when he becomes an unrestricted free agent, that'll be a different year. So we'll see how that happens because he's most likely going to be, you know, seeking a raise in his, in his previous, you know, market setting, market setting for his position salary. So, but that's next season. Other than that, all we know is that Kyle Juszczyk is back. Juice is coming back and that is terrific news because he is just as you pointed out a very pivotal piece in this offense and we definitely need him there is a big difference between the running game's productivity when he's in the lineup versus when he's out of the lineup same can be said for the blocking prowess of george kittle so having both of them in there is really really important to this offense
0: absolutely let's move on eric armstead working on a deal to keep him with the 49ers fifth year rookie contract Coming to an end, this is the move that you and I wanted. This is the move that last week Bill Barnwell, famously on ESPN, said that they should just move on from him. This is one of his, his, uh, not his hot takes, but a warm take. Uh, What say you, Raymond? We both in agreement this is also a good idea. Keep Eric Armstead.
1: Yes. Moving on from him is more like a dumb take, if you ask me, but signing him is the smart move because if you're trying to get back to the championship you want to keep one of the pieces that helped you get there and he was the most productive piece outside of nick bosa on that defensive front so you need to get a deal done with him i don't know if the franchise tag works in this case because the franchise tag would i think be close to like 18 million and that's a big hit on the cap, so I think if they do something a little bit more team friendly and actually sign him, and uh, because Buckner also needs to get signed, then you need to do, you know, you can, you can sign him for less now and then have it, you know, have it progressively go higher on the back end, which is I think how they do a lot of their deals because that's kind of how you have to do it in cases like this where your cap room is you know, not what it used to be when you first started putting this whole ship together. So I think yeah, I don't I don't know if the tag works anymore. I know we've talked about that in the past, but now that I've actually seen some numbers about it, now it seems to me that it makes more sense to sign him and Buckner this season because you you you've already got Bosa still working through his rookie contract, which is great. And you also have uh I know some people suggested trading D4 to make room. I don't think so. You can you can get rid of some other weight, and and still make it work. You know, I would not be surprised if someone like maybe perhaps Akella Witherspoon was dumped, but I don't think he's a huge cap hit to begin with because corners don't make a whole lot of money. You know, unless you're like you know playing at Deion Sanders level or something like that. But um, I guess I shouldn't say Deion Sanders because I should say more like uh, Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman level you know, who actually negotiated his own deal. That's, I think, you know, less than what some of the bigger names or some of the equally productive players are making, like uh, Marcus Peters or something like that. But um, anyways, but I think uh, this is obviously a good thing that needs to happen. But the point is, like, how do they do this? How do you sign Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner, who we thought was going to get a restructured deal last season, but it ended up they ended up shelving the talks, and it was nothing negative. No nothing negative, obviously, from the front office perspective, but also more importantly, nothing negative was really said from Divorce Buckner's perspective either. I know there was rumors that he turned down big money, but he shot those he shot that down and said that wasn't true. So, you know, and I can only go on the man's word. Buckner hasn't given me any reason to make me believe that he's not telling the truth. So I think but I think definitely not signing him if you sign Eric Armstead, then I think you're obligated to sign Buckner because Buckner was productive first, and Armstead was. Armstead took five years to get to where he is now. And Buckner was pretty productive out of the gate, just not like Nick Bosa level, but he was also on a terrible team that didn't have Nick Bosa in his, couple, in his early years. So once he got more help, you know, he was really able to turn things. And he actually got better, you know, as, as our record was, you know, dismal. So, I mean, 12 sacks with none of these guys. Well, actually, Armstead was there, but Armstead was more rotational then. But there was no D Ford. There was no Bosa. And some of the other guys weren't developed yet. You know, Jones, we got Jones this season, I believe, the nose tackle. And then Street and Blair. Blair was all right. Blair was all right. But anyways, that's uh, neither here nor there. Either way, if you, the point is, if you sign Armstead, you got to sign Buckner. That's what needs to happen. The question is for how much, what's the structure like, you know, and if Buckner and Armstead uh, allow the Niners to give them structured deals that, that give them more wiggle room to keep the rest of the squad together, then I think that that will set a precedent for the other players that also need, you know, contracts to be addressed. In other words, well, it does a, it'll it'll create it does like a domino effect, you know, a cascading effect of like, hey, if they're if they're gonna be willing to you know, give up, you know, get those deals to
0: to keep us all around, then I'm gonna do the same thing. Well, it definitely looks like the, it looks like the forty niners. It appears that the magic number they want to get to is twenty million dollars. Right now, they're about thirteen million dollars under the cap, and they want to get to twenty, so they want to restructure to about twenty million dollars. That they can play with and that looks like what the 49ers are really trying to do here you know and uh this this happens you know the niners prog marath is so good at the at the salary cap that i always feel like i always feel like journalists make a much bigger deal of the salary cap than the 49ers do because somehow Prague always seems to find a way so i'm never really that worried about them and i'm genuinely not that worried right now but from all reports, it looks like twenty million is where they want to get to. They want to go from thirteen to twenty, and that's really what they're trying to do is restructure some contracts and figure out a way to keep most of this team intact while main t- while while also getting about twenty million under the cap. And so that is the that's the goal, and it's not gonna be easy. Now, Raymond, I do want to touch on one thing. You were talking about um Buckner's ever ever given you a reason to lie to you, right? That's what she said? Yeah. Something like that? Buckner's never lied to me either. He's always been truthful. Even that one time on the beach. There we Spain have. Been substantiated. Truthful. Substantiated. You're welcome. All right. Well, it's, it's time. Let's go to the main event. I am so sick and tired of this rumor. It's driving me, I'm going to just say it. Pardon my French. It's driving me fucking crazy. I am so tired of hearing about Tom Brady to the 49ers. Quit it. Stop it already. Not you. Not you, Gold Cast Nation, Gold Cast Empire, Gold Cast Friends and Fam. Not you guys. Stop it, other media outlets We're not the media. We're we're like becoming multimedia. We'll talk about that soon But we we I, I do not consider as part of the media, but I'm just like for real leave it alone Leave the Tom Brady stuff alone So this is really where it started to pick up steam this week It looked like it was kind of dying down and then Tom Curran a Patriots insider He was on uh, he was on Mad Dog Earlier in the week, talking about how he believed that there was definite, genuine interest from the 49ers to want to get uh, to uh, interest in, in Tom Brady to, to the 49ers. And then he started talking about how there could possibly be a trade trading back, Jimmy G back to the Patriots to get him. He also mentioned that he thought that Tom Brady was better. Then Jimmy G, which I don't believe in any way, shape, or form. There have been already there've already been reports coming out comparing the numbers. It's not true, and so then what happened? So this happened on Tuesday, right? So Tom Caran, you know, he of NBC Sports Boston, he's over there. He's a Patriots insider. He's saying this on uh, on Mad Dog's radio station. Then then he gets pulled in t- today on ninety five seven the game and he's talking to oh man just a murderers row of uh the gold cast's favorite people starting with Damon Bruce, Ray Rado, and Matt Kolsky. Now, I'm not super familiar with Matt Kolsky.
1: He's okay. He's we- he's the one I can tolerate, but the fact that he's sandwiched between two bleepity bleeps just makes me
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just like makes me think like yeah, no, I'm not going to I'm gonna give this a, a listen.
0: The the gold cast we are uh, famously not into 957. The game we don't even hide it. Damon Bruce, I'll never forget. Damon Bruce is so negative. He he was somebody. It's he is like it's a radio troll, and I don't have a problem even saying it. It's just like I don't know, man. You. you you're just not Bay Area to me. Like, like we don't come on to the Goldcast to sit here and bash everything everyone's doing all the time. And we get it that, like, some people really thrive off of that style. And that's Damon Bruce's style. I'll never forget he was, he was answering a mailbag and talking all about how he was talking all about somebody, some reader was complaining about how, uh, complaining about Damon Bruce and they were reading the mailbag to him. And he said, you know, you complain about me, but you're still listening. You're still listening. You're not turning off the radio. He was saying something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing now. It's been years since this since this happened. And it was in the middle of that conversation. I was like, you know what? He's right. And I just turned off the radio. I was like, that's it. He is. You know, he is right. Uh, you know, if, if I really cared, you know, you vote with your ears. And so I voted with my ears and I turned him off and I've never listened to Damon Bruce again until I listened to. Tom Curran being on 957 the game if you if you go on you can get the you can find the clip online and basically Tom Curran of of Boston, you know, the Patriots insider, he sits there and basically it's a lot of conjecture. The whole thing is conjecture. It basically comes out that it it basically most of this is just his opinion. You know, he he talks a lot about what he thinks he talks about how, of course, he thinks the 49ers would be interested. Why wouldn't they? Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Jimmy G, which was, as I already mentioned, was, I think, a pretty hot take. And it, it just becomes a lot of conjecture on his part. And when you actually listen to the clip that he put out today, there's really nothing to prove that this is anything other than just hyperbole on the hyperbole and an opinion-based idea on... Tom Cran's uh, 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 on what is on what he thinks. Now to add to this, Raymond, to add to this, NFL Network they bring in Ian Rapoport to talk about Will about this rumor that will not die. And he's talked about how the whole time he's over at the combine in Indianapolis right now, and he has said that everywhere he's gone, all he's found is of course this rumor that keeps persisting. But having said that. No, nowhere he can he, he cannot substantiate this rumor inside a 49ers front office that's over there right now at the combine. There's nothing that gives that get leads him to believe that this is actually a rumor based in fact. And so that to me was all that 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 to me is all I really needed to hear. It doesn't really make any logical sense for Jimmy G, who is clearly, our future quarterback, a quarterback that I think the potential, the ceiling hasn't even been hit. A quarterback who, in his first year, first full starting season as a 49er quarterback, leads us to the Super Bowl. There's nothing that leads me to believe that he is, they're actually willing to take him. To Because to tra- they'd have to trade him. They couldn't keep him. I love how people are saying, Jimmy G's not going to sit on the bench. Jimmy G can't sit on the bench. They can't afford Jimmy G. They can't afford Jimmy G and this $30 million contract that it sounds like Tom Brady's asking for right now. There's no way you can afford him. I just already said the 49ers are trying to get to $20 million under the cap. They're only at thirteen right now. There's no way. So essentially, the, what would have to happen is they would have to trade Jimmy G uh, to, get, to dump his contract. And then obviously... Get, uh, get some trades get some picks back in order to make room for Tom Brady and I just don't see it and Ian Rapport for me deaded it he was the one that said this is not a thing he cannot substantiate the rumor he cannot his exact quote was has not been able to substantiate any interest from the 49ers standpoint and I think this is just shows you how slow of a news week it truly is and i want to hear your thoughts, Raymond. So i lay that all out, where are you at on the Tom Brader, Tom Brader? the Tom Brader, <laughs> the Tom Brady to the 49ers uh, rumor. Well,
1: that this is why the phrase mountain make a mountain out of a molehill exists because you're bored, you're a sports writer, you're a sports writer in one sport and you need to get paid. So <laughs> so the best way to do that is to make a mountain out of a molehill. And thank God we have, you know, much better newsbreakers that are much more reliable than Tom Curran. And, you know, rap sheet. Thank God for the rap sheet because rap sheet, just like if, – if this was – it, it, this could have come from Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter, and I feel the exact same way because I feel like they, they both do. They're both like the two tops, two top dogs, as far as breaking news and substantiating and confirming rumors. You know, this. Uh, he didn't substantiate it, therefore this is a whole steaming pile of bullshit. And that's really what it comes down to for me not only does it not make sense for this makes it makes more sense for the Patriots than it does for the 49ers because you've already invested a contract into Jimmy and I get it. It's team friendly. There are ways out of that. You can trade and get rid of it that way, but giving Jimmy back to the Pats for a one, maybe two year rental of Tom Brady just, is more that's more indicative of something the la rams would do than the 49ers this a move like that really goes and this is every move this is this is based on everything i've seen from the front office not only what i've seen but what they've said so from the very beginning they've talked about implementing a very specific philosophy in san francisco in terms of how they want to build this team and how they want to set up the team for success year in and year out and the one thing that they aren't going to do is a move like this where you're getting you know a marquee player for a short-term rental to win now and then be right back to square one with the most important piece in the sport to try and do it again it just doesn't this just doesn't fly.
0: Doesn't fly with. It doesn't track. it Yeah, it doesn't track in any way, shape, or form. Jimmy G, you're going to give up a quarterback that could potentially be your franchise quarterback for the next ten years. He was for, just for, in the Super Bowl.
1: He was in the Super Bowl contrary to the to the guy you're trying. You would be theoretically trying to trade for.
0: And not only that, it wasn't like Jimmy G is the reason that the Super Bowl was lost. It was I heard, I've I've heard it worded this way, and I agree. It was a it was a it was a team wide collapse, offensively, defensively coaching. The we 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 let it go in the last 15 minutes and the Chiefs made us pay brutally for it. And uh you know, we, the, you you can there's a lot of little pieces you can point to and really the Super Bowl wasn't lost on any single play Jimmy G did. The Super Bowl was lost on an accumulation of about five or six plays that really cost us the game. And that's pretty much how any Super Bowl goes when both teams are evenly matched. It's not it's not usually it's 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 3 to 5 major plays That, when put together, are what results in the loss. It's not. It's you know. Sometimes you can you can bring it down to one big mistake. Maybe Seattle versus the Patriots comes to mind, which wasn't a a mistake. It was a great decision by the Seahawks, by the way. That was a great decision that they're still paying for to this day. One of my favorite decisions they've ever made. But I digress. But in a game like this, such great coaches, great talent on either side, it was just. I mean, all you know, you you we talked about the soft air. Uh, we talked about it actually the the on our Super Bowl uh, goldcast. The you know the the very perplexing uh, man- time management at the at the end of the second quarter. You know the overthrow from Jimmy. What, the the lack of run plays in the fi- in the final several minutes right there when Moser was gashing the Kansas City Chiefs. It's an accumulation of of some key some key decisions or lack of thereof. That it was resulted in the 49ers losing the Super Bowl. It was not Jimmy G, and I thought Jimmy G actually played great. And you know, it, uh, it's his first year, and if this is this is the bottom of his potential, we're gonna give up a possibly an, a ten years of this guy versus a, a guy who has maybe one and a half years left of him, at most. I mean, at most. Come on.
1: Yes, exactly this is somebody who's just really just trying to stir the mill and, you know, create some notoriety for himself.
0: Well, and I think the real question you have to ask yourself, who benefits the most from these rumors? Why aren't these rumors dying? Who's benefiting the most? Tom Brady does know? because he's yes,
1: because yeah, he's negotiating a new contract which he's most likely going to get. So the idea of him going to the same team that they just that the Patriots opted their future quarterback into does put pressure on that team it's like hey we already gave up one that all that helped take that team to the super bowl which we did not participate in now we're going to give him the one who got a six chance who's got a six rings you know that's saying like pay the guy that's all that yeah. says if anything tom is helping brady maybe he is in cahoots with tom's agent i don't know i don't care
0: tom Curran. Yes,
1: you're going to. Yes, exactly. His first name's Tom. Tom is helping Tom. Tom is doing what all Toms do. Toms help other Toms.
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact. That's a, that's a, that's, that's, you can fact check that. Toms help Toms. It's a thing. Yes.
1: So that's yeah. all that's happening here. The, the Niners are not going to give up Jimmy. Even um, And I don't really like this guy, but Colin Coward even shot this down. And I know he's not necessarily a news breaking kind of guy. But you know, he is well known for but, having But you very... know what when
0: he wants to be logically based in something, he can present extremely sound arguments.
1: Yes, he can. And and then the other half of the time he just kind of sounds like a raving lunatic. But but in this case because he is a fan of Kyle Shanahan and this 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 era of the Niners squad which he's talked about on multiple occasions, you know, this, you know, he he obviously chalks this up to a whole lot of Malarkey as well. Just oh, well, I shouldn't say malarkey because it's not a lie, but it's it's you know it's a hypothetical, you know. It's just a hypothetical, a hy- hypothetical nonsense, something that's just it yeah, is. That's it. It it is. It's hypothetical. Don't nonsense. worry, Jimmy will be here. Tom will be where where he's always been, and life will move on. We will go into revenge mode. Tom will go into you know, trying to avoid dementia mode.
0: (laughs) Football dementia. So Raymond, there's TB12. I was thinking, and then there's, there's THT. Tom's help Tom's.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's a company.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'll be their new company. THT's Tom help Tom. All right, Raymond, any final thoughts before we roll?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Rumors are rumors for a reason. Is that a that's like your deep thought of the day? Yeah,
1: rumors are rumors well, for a reason because they don't, you know, they are often not true, you know, or I should say, you know, lies are lies for a reason
0: because they're not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's a better way to put it. Marin, you, we were talking about this off air that we wanted to start ending episodes with your what was it? What was it like your deep, your deep thought? What Jack was it? Andy. Your
1: no, I'm uh, just kidding, but
0: what was it? That's classic too for those everyone under the age of thirty probably has no idea what we're referencing, but um, which what what was we were talking about this right? What was what, what, what your your deep thoughts? What are we gonna call this? We had a name for this. I can't remember the, the
1: specific phrase for it, but it was like, you know, like final thought. You know, very akin to like, uh, what call What's that guy's name who had that talk show and he used to do like a final thought.
0: Oh Jerry Springer! Yeah,
1: Springer used to have Springer's final thought, and but and it was and it was always actually a pretty insightful, you know, message. It
0: was it was always a nice little monologue before his show went into insanity. (laughs) Yeah. But so another another show that the show became a raving lunatic, not necessarily Mr. Springer, but Raymond. Let's just so so for right now we'll just call it Ray's final thought. And Ray's final thought is, I'd say there's two of them. Tom Tom Tom's help Tom's. That's number one. And then the second one is that uh, what is it lies. L- lies saved? are lies for a
1: reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Deep. I I took, took 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 the audience deep this week.
0: You really did. You really did. Yeah, think about that. All right. everyone. Till the next episode, I better see some tattoos of it. so concludes another edition of the gold cast we are the voice of the bay i'm your host rudy Salisa third and with me is my brother my co-host
1: raymond Salisa first baby
0: boom we'll see you next time same gold cast time same gold cast channel
1: this is the gold cast